Welcome to the Creation Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth King. Together, we'll have conversations with incredible human beings who have taken their creative outlet and turned it into something innovative. From people leaving the corporate world to be eight-figure entrepreneurs, to people who have created books, created a family, or just creating to have fun in the world. We are all in a journey to create something amazing in our lives, and I hope that you find some inspiration of your own here. This is the Creation Innovation Podcast. And welcome back to the Creation Innovation. Today we have Reed Davis. He is a double board certified holistic health practitioner, a certified nutritional therapist, best-selling author, and popular expert in functional lab testing and holistic lifestyle medicine. He's also an environmental paralegal and conservationist, can't say that word today, and Reed is the founder of the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Certification course with over 4,000 graduates in 50 countries. He was the health director and case manager at a wellness center in Southern California for over 10 years, where he reviewed thousands of labs with thousands of clients and made important discoveries that are now part of the FDN methodology. Reed serves on the board of the American Association of Natural Wellness Coaches and lives in the U.S. When not teaching and helping his graduates build their practices, he can be found landscaping his property or riding motorcycles. Welcome, Reed. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. It's a pleasure and hope I can be of some use to you today. Yes. So coming from the fertility side of things, we get a lot of questions from our clients and other fertility coaches about functional medicine, functional testing, Dutch test. I think I get a question about that probably at least once a week, if not every other day. So can you tell our audience a little bit about what functional means and how that came about and and then kind of relay that into the specific tests and why they're important and and all of that good stuff yeah thank you it's a fantastic question you know this word functional medicine came up uh quite a while ago now but i remember when it was just alternative medicine right it was regular and alternative right. which included chiropractic and acupuncture and anything else that people considered weird <laughs> right and so but but i saw that this because i started in the 90s you know like last century <laughs> so i've seen it change into uh like compliment the word complementary started to get thrown around and then integrative why because well what we do as alternative worked and it started to be integrated and, and moved into uh, a wider acceptance and usage until the point where, hey, you know, standard medicine started looking at it very seriously and and someone came up with the word functional medicine. So I guess, you know, we were on the cutting edge for many years. Um, and at the same time, we have a different approach. So I call what I do functional diagnostic nutrition, but it's not functional medicine exactly. We, we kind of pioneered some of the labs and things. But the problem with it is that the it hasn't evolved to where it really needs to get yet, and I'm hoping that we can be, you know, instrumental in that. I've trained thousands of people, and with many, many thousands more to go, um, until it really evolves. So, because medicine is still medicine, doctors still have to diagnose and treat specific things. They generally tend to still specialize in one. Uh, complaint or another and refer 
out when the complaint doesn't fall within their general area. So when you take, so with that background, you take something like fertility or really the complaint is infertility. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, our approach, which is a truly functional approach, would be to make the person healthier so that their fertility returns. And I can give you a perfect example. This is 20 years ago when I was learning and putting together. You mentioned in the bio that I worked in a clinic. I did for 10 years, and I reviewed thousands and thousands of labs, but never once gave a medical diagnosis. I would say, well, here's some things that need to be improved. Let's work on that. And I engaged uh, a high number of people in that endeavor just to look at some basic functional labs like hormones, the immune system, digestion, detoxification, and so on. I, I have an actual real system and pattern for all that investigation. And uh, and then you apply general principles of health, be, health you know, living, the holistic part, the, the diet, the rest, the exercise, stress reduction, supplementation, and things. So when you just look for healing opportunities and then apply general principles of health building, it has an effect on everything, every cell, tissue, organ, and system. And so 20 years ago, that's what I was doing. I was developing and looking for patterns and things. But a, a lady uh, that I've been working with on her fatigue and weight loss and um, some mental fogginess kind of a thing, you know, just general vague complaints sure. that she got no, no help from standard medicine because uh, she didn't want to take medication. Well, I feel and like so, the things you just mentioned there are kind of a Pandora's box, right? So when people f- have those complaints and go to a Western MD, it's, you know, where do you even begin? And or you're often kind of brushed away. Right. So I can explain the philosophy behind it very, very clearly, at, uh, maybe if you want, you know, in a moment. Yeah. But the example that I'm giving is that a lady was just in for general vague complaints, tiredness, fatigue, cloudy thinking, you know, foggy thinking, brain fog, whatever, Um, overweight and uh, 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 unpleasant. (laughs) Not feeling too good good about herself, but she had great support from her husband and they were willing to do the whole program. Let's do our lab work. Let's do a holistic lifestyle program and see what shakes out. Now, People generally get relief very quickly. They feel better. They start to lose the weight, have more energy. They Their thinking clears up. and th- All that was going on. But, but one day after about three months, she, I got a call. Reed, we got the most exciting news. We're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, that's nice. Like, <laughs> like, you know, congratulations and happy for you. But why you, you know, I kind of wondered why you're calling me. And she goes, no, no, you don't understand. We gave up trying to have a baby nine years ago. Wow. And all the, and we both, we, we just came out of the doctor's office. Like we just left the office and both of us looked at each other and said, Reed's program, you know, like that's, it's this getting healthier thing. Right. So this is a case, Elizabeth, where, and everybody listening, where the symptoms don't really matter. Matter of fact, I didn't even know what the symptom was. Right. It was infertility. I didn't even know about it. It wasn't on their intake forms, their list of, because they'd just given up so long ago. And so this is how when you just get people healthier, 
symptoms tend to disappear, including that one or name another one. And, and that's the, the, the philosophy would not change. I love that because it kind of goes back to the baseline of just treating the body as a whole, right? It's not, you're not just picking out one thing to, to go off. And I really believe that all of our cells react to whatever it is that we're the nature and environment that we're putting them in, right? So in the in that effect, if you're helping one cell, you're in turn helping the cells that are in your ovaries and your follicles and all of those other things too that start to say, oh, okay, we're, we're doing a dif different game today. Like I'm going to get on board with that. That's exactly right. You just get healthier and good things shake out. And that way we're not practicing medicine either. As, as health coaches, we have to be careful that we're not practicing medicine without a license. And there's a reason why you need to have a license. <laughs> right. Um, I'm so glad you say that because I often say that with people. We're, we need that side of things. We need those medical doctors for certain aspects of life in general. And we're not certainly not here to diagnose or take the place of, but hopefully in most cases work together as a team to help support people that are in need. Exactly. The idea of integration and complementary uh, is, looms very large with me. And functional medicine is trying to take over that whole thing, but it's it's just still um, needs to evolve more because they are bound by their licensure and standard of care to, and the payers, you know, the, the insurance companies and other um, things in the algorithm, they have to diagnose and treat specifics. You know, like they can't get paid if they don't have a DX code. You know, right. so they have to lay it up. Me, I, I get paid anyway. I, I am a fee for service. I charge a, kind of a consulting fee. We run the labs and then we give people things to do that, like we just gave the example of making them healthier. And I have so many examples. I could give you cases where kids with ADD and ADHD didn't treat their ADHD. The only treatment back then was Ritalin anyway. Right. It was like, that's it. Oh, they're just, they must have a Ritalin deficiency. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, so I said, well, let's just test, see what the food sensitivities are. And those mm -hmm. things, as you just mentioned so accurately, it's their environment. It's an individual with their own, um, you know, things going on, uh, but in the environment. And that's what you get. So you can change the things the individual's doing. Uh, sometimes you can change the environment, um, especially when it's, when I say environment, I really mean epigenetic forces. Mm. That could be their diet and uh, chemicals and all kinds of things. Um, so, so when you make changes, the body knows what to do. That's, we rely on the innate intelligence. Everyone's heard that. But I've seen it in action and all of all, you know, and you have too, of course, we, that's what we, that's what we seek is to let the body heal and it knows what to do. It's pretty smart. You don't have to teach any cells what their job is, right? Which is amazing. And I'm glad you brought up the epigenetics because I think it's not really touched on as much as it should be in the fact that I think a lot of people say, oh, well, this has been my, you know, it runs in my family or this yeah, is how um, it is. Can you touch on those types of comments that people kind of still have in their brain about that and how epigenetic epigenetics now we know plays a role in that? 
Yeah, sure. Well, you know, things do run in families because they do the same thing that their parents or grandparents did, and it's not good for you. <laughs> so, so a perfect example is, um, you know, I have a cousin who he's retired now, but he was a back when I was in the office and all those years, he was a priest up in Canada with two Cree Indian villages were his parishes. He did weddings, funerals, and christenings, and and things like that. So um, I asked him one day, what do the tribe members do for when they get sick? Like, who's do they go to a witch doctor or something? And I was half joking, but wondered what the tribal... He goes, well, I'm their witch doctor. I'm their priest. You know, I'm the one that... I said, no, no, like, let's say they get sick, they get the flu or what, whatever. He goes, oh, he goes, well, Reed, they're all sick. Like the, the entire tribes, they're all sick. They all have diabetes and obesity and, and things. So, so um, what you see is a perfect example of epigenetics at work. Sure. They were, are perfectly designed to live on the caribou, which were still running. He said, sometimes when a herd of caribou crosses the street, you just turn your engine off and wait for an hour, you know, and then they finally get pet. And this, the, the, he showed me his fishing pictures of fishing with the tribe members, you know, fish like this, like huge. So all the, the rivers were abundant with the food they should be eating. The, the forests were full of all the, you know, things. And um, this was way up in Canada too. So very wild country i think he must have been a bad priest and been punished sent him away. <laughs> or i mean anyway, so, pretty amazing honestly about how to be so far removed from this type of life definitely yes well the thing is though they these were government dependent sure type uh tribes where the um you know the great economical forces came in they discovered a lot of gold mines and copper mines and so they started mining and all, you know this is a long story i'll try to make it short so so with the mines brought outside workers outside food outside everything and the government dependent tribal members would just sort of eat that crap and then they end up with diabetes so here's my point you know is the problem their genetics well, you could blame it on their genetics because when they eat American standard shit food, they get sick. They get di just like we do. A lot of right. us do. But them in particular, because they had certain genetics that were um, made them really prone to uh, the high blood sugar, diabetes slash obesity slash add in alcoholism and depression. Mm -hmm. And you got a really sad situation. So, so that's what epigenetics is. It's not that there's something wrong with your genes, you know, you can't change those. You'll never get different ones. Unfortunately for some, you can't change who your parents were, right? So it's you, the epigenetic factors are all those other things that you can control. Mm -hmm. um, if they, the ones I'm sure who were eating the fish and caribou and not eating the crab are fine but they're far and few between in that type of a, especially when the government is so highly involved in their life, you know, they're waiting for their check every month and, and getting it and going down and spending it on Tim Horton donuts. Right. Or Cheetos. And Kentucky fried chicken and, and 
pizza, you know, for God's yeah. sake. Right. But, and I think that the, the real part to this is that even though that is kind of imprinted from their generationals before, it still can be changed. And I think that's really what we're starting to message to people more and more now is that just because that is what was, you have the ability to change those cells and, and to be healthy. And not only just by changing the food that you eat, but also the mindset and everything that goes around with the the stress, the cortisol in your blood and all of the, the other things that go into it. Whereas before, you know, it used to be, oh, well, you're going to have diabetes someday. You're going to have heart disease someday, as opposed to now. It's like, no, I, that does not have to be my path. I have the ability to change things yes. to a degree. So I think it's really amazing that we're able to educate people in that way so that they know that you, you can change that. Almost every case, you're, you're, you're right, and I'm, I'm saying almost every case where it's a long-term chronic stress and lifestyle-related issue, uh, then genetics can't be changed. So what can you change? It's the epigenetic influences, the factors right. um, like diet and sleep and um, exercise and stress reduction. That's a whole topic in itself. Supplementation is really important because... Food's not what it was. I grew up in Canada, by the way. Both my grandfathers grew food. And I don't think you can find food like that anymore. Right. You know, it was tilled with by hand, you know, and manure from the neighbor's horses. And all these factors went into the food that we ate as until I was a teenager anyway. So so that's epigenetics. Even the, the, the top scientists, medical minds, uh, will tell you that genetics, eh, it's maybe 8% of your health. The other 92 is epigenetics, what you eat, where you lay your head, and all these other things. You know, So we have total power over, not total, but because there are emergent conditions that, that happen. But, and that's when doctors are amazingly helpful. Right. Uh, but once they get you out of the woods, the rest of it's all chronic, long-term, downward spiraling, issues that we can get a hold of. Right. So let's circle back to the FDN certification again. Tell us how you came up with, you know, I'm going to put this into a certification and help other people so they can help other oh, people. Funny. How did that all come about? How did that create? Yeah. You know, the truth is after 10 years in the office, I was really enjoying every minute of helping people. So I just wanted to help people. Everything I did was just to make our clinic in Southern California, you know, busy. They're just, just, we love helping people. The more people help, the better, right. for, you know, financially and emotionally and time-wise and uh, things like that. So I started to uh, lecture farther and farther away from the office. And uh, then I realized that these people aren't good. You know, I just drove 90 miles to get to a library to speak to 25 to 50 people usually, um, but they're not going to drive down to my office. So I created distance coaching for the way we do it. I'm not saying I, you know, pioneered or anything, but I certainly, you know, kind of came up with this way of running the lab work that we do and then just mailing. I mean, I would mail out this one inch thick package and I would have usually women. They seem to care more about their health and do something about it. So it was mostly, but I always have the husband listening in on the back 
landline, you know, this is back in the days of pagers and fax machines. Right. We're high tech, you know? Yeah. And so, so I started the distance coaching thing and then it really took off. I mean, I could just, just go out and lecture and I'd have get half a dozen clients every time. And so I had thousands of clients. So what the vendors that I use, the labs and, and some of the product companies, so they would say, who the hell are you? You're our busiest non-licensed practitioner in the country. Uh-huh. And I'd say, I don't know. I just work here. I just like what I do. I just go out and talk. And what do you mean? You know, is it special? <laughs> I, I just enjoyed it so much. And I was doing very well. You know, the clinic was doing well and all that. So they said, well, Reed, you need to be teaching. I said, yeah, yeah, maybe one day I'll teach, but I'm too busy to be teaching. Right. You know, and But then my clients, and when I was out lecturing, the people started saying, you know, Reed, you're helping so many people. You can barely take on any more clients and patients at your office. And, you know, but if you would train others, think of how many people you could help. And it sort of just creeped up on me like that. And I, I um, put together a two-day workshop. Uh, it took me about six months to put a couple hundred slides together on just here's what I do. And that's all I did is exp- here's what I do. And at that point is when I had to put a name on the workshop. Hmm. So there was no FDN or functional diagnostic nutrition. It's just I'm this guy in a clinic doing lab work. You know, I'm a nutritionist and personal trainer, and, and I had – you know, my certs and stuff, but, but, uh, anyway, so that's how it formed. I did a two day workshop and, and I've never looked back. Those people who took it wouldn't go away for one thing. So we had an instant community of like-minded individuals. And then of course, you know, I love teaching now. I just, I'm, so I don't practice anymore per se. Um, you know, I don't have a personal practice clients and, and things I just teach, but I help my, I help my graduates build their private, uh, basically it's fee for service businesses. They're all health entrepreneurs or they can go get a job in doctor's offices. Doctors are hiring FDNs like crazy. Uh, we just need more of them. Right. And I know I was, before we recorded, I was saying that I know a few people that have taken the certification and love it and talk about that community. You know, it's like, almost like, well, I would say most, well, all of the ones I know are women, but it's almost like a sorority of these FDN practitioners that, you know, have gone through this process together and all speak the same language and, and all of that. I have the benefit. I have not yet done it myself just because of timing, but, you know, talk about that like-minded belief and the philosophy and of helping other people is really, I feel like what it comes down to. And people ask me all the time, well, how did you know to be a coach? And I think it's the same thing. You just kind of know that that's your path, that you want to help people and you're interested in health and other things that are alternative, so to speak, more more so than the mainstream. Again, not to put the mainstream down at all, but really thinking of what's the alternative way to, to get to a solution to help somebody. And the FDN program, from what I know from friends that have done it, is a amazing place to start. And most of the time the finish as well, like they get their answer of whatever that may be um, as Reed's example of the, the woman getting pregnant. But I've heard so many other examples with gut health, with oh, yeah. mental health, with all, all the things that are yeah. going on. Yeah. R- remarkable incidences of success when you just apply the general principles 
of healing. Now, the lab work guides us, so it's important to get the investigation done. Right. But the rest is really up to individuals. By the way, the lab work is very motivating. You know, so when people see something on paper, what's invisible becomes visible. Right. So, you know, you, you, you go into a doctor's office, I'm tired, fatigued, and, you know, uh, libido's down, and I'm overweight, and, you know, my hair's thinning, and <laughs> whatever. You know, and like, oh, okay, well, it, they'll run blood work, and there's nothing to diagnose. Like, it looks normal. But you know you're not normal. So these functional labs look for the healing opportunities. And they're very, uh, again, all of a sudden, the invisible doctor says, nothing's there. Poof. You know, like, like nothing, it looks normal. So it makes it visit the, the labs that we use, the functional labs, doctors generally still don't use them. Uh, they, they, you, it's visible now. So when invisible becomes visible, it's real. And, and you have something to work towards and you can see it. And, and it's not just the numbers on the paper that change. We're not treating the paper. The person is changing behavior accordingly. And then they get different results. Say you do some retesting, you, you've changed the results, right? You know, the results are never the problem. They're the result of the problem. Mm -hmm. And so we don't treat paper. And that's another factor in, uh, it's safe and it's not practicing medicine without a license. We, we don't diagnose. We look for healing opportunities. And I've been doing it since 1999. So I, I know it's safe and legal. And that. plus my background was law, environmental law. You mentioned I was a conservationist. Yes, thank and, you. <laughs> yeah. Conservationist. Well, you know, saving the planet's important too. Yeah. T talking about my cousin up in Canada and the, the caribou and the fish and the all the flora and fauna of the area and everywhere else on the planet it's really important that we don't screw it up yeah and so but then what i started to notice was um you know when you see in my work it was a lot of recycling and cleaning up beaches and the ocean and and everywhere and um you see animals and again plants and air birds water trees bees they're all dying. Well, what about people? That's why I switched careers. What about people? It just occurred to me. I was probably out riding my motorcycle and like, duh, you know, like I'm getting older back then. I'm still getting older, but you know, I, I'm thinking, I don't want anything sneaking up on me. Right. You know, most, most health coach type people have a, their own health history that they overcame that thing which they do in taking our course, by the way, you, you run all the labs on yourself, you do all the work on yourself. It's part of walking the talk and you kind of have to. Um, but I didn't have any real health problems other than owies from well-used body, you know, um, sports and motorcycles and things. Right. But so, so it, yes, but you know, still working on self is a critical part of it. Right. And I think it's just a great, option to have when you feel that you're not getting the answers from the medical side. You're just re having me remember a situation 15, 20 years ago where I went to a, or not a, re so used to saying reproductive endocrinologist, but a regular endocrinologist about my thyroid and my cortisol levels. And I just knew based on my weight gain and lack of being able to lose weight and things that there was something off. And, you know, they did their version of a cortisol test and said, everything's normal. And I'm like, my gut feeling was 
because there's no way that everything can be normal. I'm trying my hardest to lose weight. I'm doing all the things and whatnot. Of course, I went to a functional and was able to see in a very different way that the things that needed to be changed and sure enough, did those things and it changed. So I think it's just the different access that a medical, you know, Western medical doctor may have versus a functional and being open to just feeling better and what path is going to get you to feeling better and listening to your intuition to be open to say, okay, I'm going to try a different route for those that maybe have not yet been down the road of anything functional or naturopathic, you know, and, and just Western to date. I think keeping that open mind of all the different options. And as Reed was saying, getting the data in black and white in front of you really opens your eyes to what the possibilities are. And it gives you that clarity and validation of knowing that something was wrong with you, right? Not to say that it can't yes. be fixed, but you you start to, at some point, think you're going crazy when your doctor keeps telling, oh, the labs look great, your blood looks normal. You're like, but something is not normal. <laughs> You know, so yeah, you people people know, and um, uh, they get frustrated going from one practitioner to another, who doesn't really help them. They might be onto something. Frankly, between you and me, the functional medicine has not arrived because it still focuses on usually one problem, one fix. They have to diagnose to get paid by the insurance company, even those running. Tra- uh, cash practices, they still have their standard of care. You know, they have to come up with a diagnosis before they can apply their remedy. Um, you take this for that. And we, we reject that. We reject the take this for that. Um, except in, uh, we call it intelligent allopathy, you know, like if you have a parasite, you got to get rid of it. You, there's, you can go medical or you could go natural, different ways to do things. So relief care is okay. I didn't ever mean to say it isn't. Just work long term. No, if a lady's having hot flashes and night sweats, you can't say, well, let's run some labs and after we change your lifestyle, they'll hopefully they'll go away. <laughs> no, you got to get relief and you got to get it now. And so that's where the natural products come in, uh, really handy. But they're just for relief, and you have to really separate relief care from corrective. Correction is the thing we want to get you into. That's where right. the coaching is very helpful. Right. right? The root cause of why this is all starting and how to to get to the bottom of that. Well, I just, if you don't mind me picking up on that for a sec, sure. and I know, we, I don't know if we're running out of time or what, but um I, I got another two hours if you do you know <laughs> i wish i did because it's so much fun yeah so you can have me back if you want but the thing about um relief care is and that it's perfectly fine um and then what's after that which is the corrective care that's where the education and things come in and that's where my 10 years in the office running thousands of labs on thousands of people Really, and I can teach people in 10 months what it, t- what it took me 10 years to put together. That's about how long our program lasts. And it's an amazing opportunity. I don't want to push it, but I just want to say that uh, for the seekers, if you're seeking for your own health and then a way to help others, 
uh, we have a perfect model for you. Fantastic. So I, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because that was one of the questions I was going to ask. So it's a 10 month program. Is that give or take, or it's 10 months period? Well, no, it's just, that's the average time. I, I actually have my staff and I have about 45 people working for me now. We're, we're in 50 countries. Like I said, it's mostly us, Canada, Australia, and England, New Zealand, but um, it, it's amazing how many people there are in the world that, want more they want uh illumination so all they all your listeners have to do we actually made a url it's uh fdntraining.com slash creation in honor of your podcast gotta love Elizabeth, it uh, FDN, yeah fdn.com creation and and you know uh you'll get a free something you know that'll be helpful hopefully and point you in the right direction and um you know, we're, we're happy to engage at any level, you know, so people with it, they, they want to get better and they want to help others because most of the other programs are um, good. And yet there's the, they always sort of leave something on the table. And one thing about the FDN program, it's robust. It's the anatomy, physiology. It's like, it's like going back to school. You'll really enjoy it. If yeah. you enjoy any science at all, if you like watching Discovery Channel, and who doesn't, right? Because you're being educated and entertained at the same time. It's a very entertaining uh, program. Uh, it, it's, you know, it, it, I have to say it's pretty cool. And I have to second that from people that I know that have done it. Um, and I wouldn't just say that to push something that I haven't heard many, many people yeah, talk we don't push. highly of, yeah. of it. But nope, I always nope. say if it's something that you kind of tend to geek out on and you're interested in the alternative ways and, and going deeper on things that you're just curious about, I think these programs are really amazing. And I know that has been for myself through all the things that I've been through, whether it's fertility or gut issues or whatnot. I tend to really dive deep into that because it fascinates me and it interests me. And if you are that type of person too, I think this program would be amazing for you. So thank you so much for being here, Reed. I really appreciate yeah. your time. I can't wait to talk more about other things at another time when we do have more time. But so can you give that website again for our listeners where they can find you and, and yeah, learn more about FDN. Right. You know what we do is called functional diagnostic nutrition. I couldn't think of a longer name. So, so I, but FDN, everyone knows this is FDN. So FDNtraining.com slash creation uh, will get you to the right spot. Um, and we're tickled to do that um, and to help you in any way we can, Elizabeth, with your audience. And, um, you know, we'll get you some listeners too, because when, when you're ready to put this on the air, we'll, we'll pass it around. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for being here. And I can't wait for our paths to cross again. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Creation Innovation Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to the Creation Innovation Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you choose to get your podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Yes, we actually do send out gifts. It's my favorite thing to do. So visit us at elizabethking.com backslash creation.
creation innovation for more information on how to enter. Every review counts and we are so grateful. You can follow me at the official Elizabeth King on Instagram or TikTok. Until next time.